How can I change from a desktop IT support role to something involving coding or security and so on? Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. Another great question came in on chat. Initially asking what kind of job makes better salary, IT or coding, and then followed up and said, I just got my cybersecurity certification. I'm currently in IT tier two desktop support. What's the best next step to get out of support? I think if you've got cybersecurity, you you understand the importance of security. Desktop support is going to be, you know, uh, I've got a problem with a printer or I've got a problem accessing, you know, files or setting up Active Directory and, and user authentication systems, you know, on local area networks, typically within a business. From there, if you really want to get out of desktop support and you want to do something else, there are a handful of paths. And then the nice thing about the tech industry is you get to write your own adventure here. You can take whatever path you want, but it does take a little bit of preparation in between. So the preparation that you took to get like your cybersecurity certification, you can do similar types of certifications and learning like that to get into software development, or you can get into DevOps development as, as we discussed. So there, there are a handful of different paths that you can get into. Sorry, got kids running around upstairs. There are a number of different paths that you can get into. Um, if you wanna get into cybersecurity as a profession, you can certainly do that. Understanding a little bit about software development and software testing can be a big, big help there. Cybersecurity, depending on what kind of cybersecurity you did, um, can really open a lot of pathways as well around security screening and security tooling to find vulnerabilities and then turn around and give those vulnerabilities back to an engineering team saying, this is a list of problems that we found, you need to go fix these. Um, and let them worry about how to fix it but you can at least help them understand how you found them, why it's important that they fix them, uh, what kinds of data breaches could happen because of that. So there's a lot of avenues that you can take around how to use just that cybersecurity. Given that you're, you're already coming from a desktop support type of role, another avenue would be to get into like a customer support kind of role um, where you're dealing more with um, like outward facing clients and not internal business users. So instead of, you know, person A down the hall that's having a problem with the printer, you're actually on the phone or you're doing email support or something like that with someone else. Now you did ask about getting out of support, but you can get into more technical companies where you are focusing on that customer support and that's kind of your in into that company because you can say, hey, I want to expand. I want to, you know, I like user empathy and I understand why it's important to do everything, you know, on behalf of the end user and the end of, end customer, whoever. Um, and so I want to transfer that knowledge over here. If you've got that cybersecurity background, you could go get a support role at a cybersecurity company. Just as an example, it's a good blending of the skills you already have. Now, if customer support's not what you want to do long-term, which I get, then you can absolutely transition it into something else. 
What I typically say on the channel though, on the live stream, is to get a job doing something that you haven't done yet, you need to show them that you can do that job. And so if you really wanna get a job where you wanna get into software development, you can absolutely do that, but you're going to need to build a few software projects to show them that you can write software. If you wanna get into web development, you need to build a few little web projects to show them that you can do web development. It's rare for a company to say, oh, you've got cybersecurity and desktop, but you wanna become a mobile game developer. You have zero experience with that. Sure, we'll hire you and train you on absolutely everything. Most companies aren't gonna do that, especially with the economy the way it is right now. They're gonna be a lot more careful about who they hire. And so you have to show that you've got some amount of skill for the kind of job that they're hiring for to even get the job, if that makes sense. You need to show them that you can do some of the job. Our industry is one of the few industries where you have to demonstrate the skill in order to get the job. So they're gonna ask for some kind of demonstration. They're gonna ask you to write some software or write a little web application or build an API or whatever the, whatever the, the role is. If you're in developer relations, developer advocacy, you might have to give a little technical talk um, or work in their community for a little while just so they get a sense of how well you can talk to community members and things like that. So lots of, lots of uh, you know, ways that you're gonna have to demonstrate that skill. And so if, if you don't currently have that skill, you're gonna have to practice that skill enough to get through an interview. There are lots of courses out there though. There are like tons and tons of resources out there to learn software development, web development, um, data structures and algorithms is, is kind of a common topic that we talk about as far as interview preparation goes. Those are kind of the building blocks to some degree of software development. An algorithm is these are the steps that you have to take to accomplish a goal. Um, so an algorithm <clears throat> to kind of translate that into everyday terms. Um, if I tell my kids, go clean your room, they know what all those steps mean. It means pick up all the books off the floor, put them on the bookshelf, pick up all the dirty laundry, put it in a hamper, put all your clean laundry away in your dressers, fold your socks, fold your shirts, put them away. Uh, it means make your bed. It means tidy up the floor. Like, so I can just give them an instruction saying, go clean your room and they know the other steps to go do. An algorithm is basically the same way. If I say, go do a binary search on this array and try to, you know, tell me if the number four exists in there, that's an algorithm. And you have to know the steps to follow in the right order for things to happen. So for example, I can't tell my kids vacuum the floor if I haven't told them first that they have to pick everything up off the floor because you can't vacuum over the books and you can't vacuum up the socks. So you have to pick all that stuff up and then you can vacuum. And so a lot of algorithmic thinking is knowing what order to do something in. Same thing with data structures is that's basically how we store things in memory and knowing which data structure to use can be important. So there's, there's lots of material out there that you can go learn those kinds of things, depending on which avenue you want to take in the tech industry. Because again, there's lots of different kinds of roles and how you can blend your existing skills into something else that you want to learn. And so by applying to a company, uh, you know, where you've got cybersecurity, uh, as a background now, you've got that certification. If you go learn a little bit of software development, now you can be like a secure software developer or teach them like, Hey, I know a little bit about software development. I know a whole lot more about cybersecurity. Why don't I come in and teach your team why it's important to secure their code, how to secure their code. And you can speak to them on that sort of lingo a little bit because they're going to understand what you mean when you talk about, you know, passing parameters into functions and so on. 
So there, there's certainly lots of information out there that you can go learn and, um, uh, you know, but it, it does depend on the avenue that you want to take. The good news is there's lots of avenues and you get to choose. You get to, you get to kind of write the, the course of your own history of, of where you want to go. Um, so some follow-up questions. What are your thoughts about all the people online telling people to do tech boot camps and that they'll make a 100K startup LOL? Some of them are true. So it's, it's not necessarily an LOL. Some, some of these boot camps and, and programs, uh, they absolutely can make you really good salaries. I taught at one that was a seven-month program here in the Denver region. It's online now. It's Turing, turing.edu. Uh, their average starting salary when you get out of their seven-month program is almost 90K. It does depend on location and region and what kind of job you're going to get. But yeah, you can totally make 100K getting out of some of these programs. I want to caution you, though. It's really rare, though, to go to like a 10, 12-week boot camp and make that kind of money unless you've also got a background doing something else, which is highly relevant to the company where you're applying for a job. The fact that you're bringing other skills will also increase your starting salary because you're bringing additional value to a role, to a company, beyond just whatever software development skills you learn at a boot camp. But yes, some boot camps... You do have to be careful about who they are and what they advertise and, and how they claim these kinds of salaries. Some of them will also skew like, <clears throat> we had one lucky person out of, you know, a thousand people that came to our school. We had one lucky person go get a fang job and that like really raises their average. So yeah, our average salary is $100,000 because they made, you know, $250,000 and it lifted that average up. You know, you have to look out for those those outliers. But, uh, but yeah, so looking at other follow-up questions that you had, like with zero prior knowledge to get that kind of salary, absolutely, yes. I've, I've taught at that school. I taught at that school for four years, and we had people come in who had never done any kind of programming before, go out and get jobs anywhere from 70K to 90K on average. Uh, they were, on average, they were making like 80, 85K, and that average has gone up over time. It's close to 90K now from that school. That school is accredited, and they also turn all of their records over to another organization to actually audit. And so all of their claims of this is how many people actually graduate, this is how many people actually get technical jobs, this is the average starting salary, they turn all of that over to another group to audit and verify that, yes, that information is actually accurate. A lot of schools don't do that. They just kind of make up their own numbers or fake their own numbers a little bit, or they're like, they'll hire their students back as instructors and say, oh yeah, they totally got work in the tech industry when all they're doing is turning around and they're like a, a teaching assistant, basically. Um, and they're not actually working as a programmer. They're, they're, but, you know, it's considered a technical job, you know, according to that school. So you have to be, you have to be really careful about reading the fine print and, and looking at reviews and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's, there are a lot of ways out of that kind of role from desktop support into lots of other kinds of roles. The fact that you've got a little bit of technical knowledge and you've got the certification in cybersecurity is going to go a long way for you. You just have to figure out from there, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to take your career? What do you want to do with these skills, with these superpowers that you have? What kind of superhero do you want to be? Um, and then head in that direction. You might find out in a year you don't like it you can change to something else. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. The tech industry, you're going to be constantly learning and constantly shifting and changing. And that's okay. 
like the first job doesn't have to be your dream job and the first job doesn't have to be a forever job you can change jobs and you can change from company to company that's okay but you have to make that choice you have to advocate for yourself and you have to figure out what it is you want to do and you can absolutely uh, chase that dream for sure awesome thanks for that question thanks for checking that out i hope that you found it helpful i always appreciate feedback so please let me know what you think I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.